after a long time, it's me, Jisang. Hello, everyone. Hi. 안녕. 안녕하세요. Uh, for your information, I'm personally a little bit sad because I've been on vacation for last nine days, and today is the last day of my long vacation. So even though we are uh, shooting this uh, during the afternoon time, I might be a little bit tired or I might seem sad, but please understand. <laughs> nine days. It's a lot, no? In Korea, nine days? In straight nine days? Yeah, it's not that common. So for your information, uh, last week, I mean, uh, this week, two days were um, Lunar New Year's holidays. Ah. And after that, from Wednesday to Friday, I took uh, I took day offs. So I in, in total, it was like nine days off. I feel awful to be back in office tomorrow. But let's get rid of this feeling with this interesting topic of today. So we're going to talk about unbelievable jobs, especially with the ones that extinguished or created recently. And also we're going to uh, mention some other jobs that's, that might sound quite interesting or new to people in Spain or Korea. So first, Minky, let's start with some job that existed previously in Korea, but that doesn't exist now, that don't exist now. Uh, when I searched for this topic, the first thing that, that I've imagined is bus stewards. Ricardo, do you, are you familiar with this word? Bus I, I, am, I am not. No, bus steward. I don't know. What do they do? It's not the, the bus driver, something different? Uh, yeah, this is not the bus driver. This is the bus word that uh, they guide passengers to where they get off or they collect the bus fare. Uh, and most of they were women. Yeah, young ladies, as far as I remember. Mm -hmm, yes. So also there was a tour guide bus tour bus guide i mean like when you when we move to another city for the tour there were always one woman the guy that they they explain what they what their city have or blah 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 or they sometimes sing together Nice. So back when it was all analog, no, no paying with your cart and everything. And, and did you guys leave that moment? Did you see the, those ladies uh, on the bus or were too young? No, no, it was, uh, I don't know when it uh, disappeared, but like, it might be around our uh, parents' generation, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. That's quite like when we watch some TV drama about this 1980s or 1970s, uh, this this the one of the typist type typist thing that about their era. Yeah, probably around late eighties, the the job has disappeared. I guess. Yes, and I want to another. I, I want to add another, which is photo studio. I mean, there were so many photo studio that I remember when we were young. So. People could take photos and they they get printed photos from their studio. Maybe I think in, in the world they have same thing too. Uh, in Korea, when the family have a special events such as school gen school graduation or some kind of marriage anniversary, blah blah blah, 
uh, it was the most typical thing that we go to the photo studios and family get the photo together and get out. But nowadays, you know, digital camera and with the iPhone, uh, there were not that many photo studios. They are already disappeared, I think. It's interesting that you say that because, I mean, I've been, when I was in South Korea, different homes for different masters and people, and I always see, like, the portraits on the walls, the family portraits. We, we don't have this here as often. You guys have great pictures of you, I don't know, in weddings. and But you say, like, uh, studios, right? I'm not saying wedding on the street, but actually, you know, going to the studio, dressing nicely with your family, kids, or whatever. So I thought it was still popular there. Um, interesting. The, the what can I say? The, the general stu photo studio are disappearing. However, uh -huh. the kind of theme photo studio, uh, like as like wedding photo studio or ah those ah, I understand. Okay, got it, got it. All right, they are getting mm -hmm. general, but the photo studio that were so general that everybody went without thinking and just mm -hmm. taking mm -hmm. photo is now disappearing because you know everybody right. so has what, camera. Yeah. So where, where do you go if you need like um, like uh, an ID photo, like for you, any ID, it doesn't matter. Where, where do you go? Do you take it on on a photo booth or, or do you go to a studio or to get, get your, your, your face, you know, to put it on, on an ID for whatever reason? Actually, for me, that's the only reason that I went to the photo studio in okay. the last five, five years. Okay. Yeah, I okay, think it, it it's actually better to say that this this type of studio is I mean decreasing but not like mm. totally um I mean, disappearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean I think it's the same here. Um you can see in the subway here in Barcelona you have photo booth where you can go and you pay whatever and the machine takes a photo, whatever it looks like, right? But there are also at least in my neighborhood there's a little more one or two places. There were there used to be more when I was younger. But now I think it's one or two nearby that there's a guy with a digital camera with a nice background, nice lighting. And it's quick. It, it's cheap. It, it, it's, it's, I don't know, five, six euros. Uh, and they take your, your portrait and mm. print you. And in that moment, like five or six copies of your face. Um, but because that still looks better than going to the subway and taking that, which is cheaper than going to the guy. But Yeah, and I have to mention the few things more, like cinema, cyborg painters, DVD cafe. I don't. I'm not sure that you guys have this theme, and ice cream seller or ah no, ice cream seller and ice seller on the road, and telephone op operator. Okay, okay. Uh, step, step back, step back. What's a cinema signboard painter? Uh, actually, this this is the concept that I got from the internet. That uh. <laughs> In our parents' generation, all the uh, cinema signboards, I mean, outdoor, were actually paintings, not the printed images or posters. So right. uh, all, were, all those, mm -hmm. yeah, all those images were painted by uh, specific painters, were specialized only for that purpose. But nowadays, obviously, all those uh, wow. signboards on the streets are um, printed right. images. So I heard that. Uh, obviously these kind of jobs are now gone. Yeah, yeah. I think in Spain as well, the whole cinema, the whole, like you said, Minky DVD rental, of course, has gone has gone to shit because of Netflix and all the streamings. Um, 
in my neighborhood, we used to have like many more cinemas, small cinemas that you could go, but now they're just disappearing, right? Because people don't go. I mean, there's still like the big cinemas in like, the shopping malls and things like that, like, like you have in Korea, right? These big, big screens. Um, but the small ones in the neighborhood that were really like uh, nice because you would just go there and five minutes walking from your home, they, those are gone because of course, no. Yeah, I, I forgot the name of the franchises, but I, I heard like in, in Spain, it's also like in Korea, like uh, the most of the cinemas are, are actually the subsidiaries of big companies in Spain as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know either, but but yeah, we you just have now the the big big cinemas. Um, sure, you go for Star Wars or whatever. Big. You want a big screen, you go there. But usually, it's yeah, Netflix at home. So. Okay. Um, from so... Spain, yeah, just one more from from, from mm-hmm. Spain in in the cinema. Um, I don't know the translation. I'll say it in Spanish. Acomodador. Acomodador. Um, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you that the concept, and you tell me if that's something you lived in, in, in Korea. So I remember when I was uh, very young, maybe not 20 years ago, um, when you went to the cinema, you had your, your, your ticket, of course. So you actually went in and before going to the, into the actual room with, with the seats and, and the screen, there was a guy at the door that would look at your ticket and he would accompany you to, the, to your seat because it was dark already. And he would go with a flashlight walking and he would say, okay, row 15, seat 12. And he would walk you there and, and fla- flashlight you the way and say, here, there, there, there you can sit. Oh. And of course that's gone because that, that's one side you have to pay for someone to just walk you to the to the seat. Um, so yeah, I remember those. those you, are know, gone. you know what? This, this vocabulary, this word, I learned this one when I started to learn Spanish. <laughs> what for? I don't know, but they, <laughs> I clearly remember that in in my textbook there was accommodador with specific uh, picture. So right. I, I was wondering what what kind of job this is, but my Spanish teacher explained me the same concept that you just explained. It's interesting that if you were learning Spanish and on a on a word that doesn't is used anymore or a job that doesn't exist anymore, interesting book. Yeah, yeah. So it was so normal that in uh, even in the textbook that has concept already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, you would see it everywhere. I mean, uh, I think okay. um, when when the lights are on, I think it's it's easy, but sometimes it's even hard to find your seat. I mean, right now, yes, you look at the row, and always there's mix-ups and, and confusion. But when the lights are off, it's hard. Right? You sure that the steps are, are illuminated, but you know old people or whatever. Or, or so the guy would would um, would lead would lead the way for you. Um, yeah. And back then, most of the cinemas they had what what was called sesión continua in Spanish, which meant that the, the the movie would just go on repeat, and you could stay if you wanted two times. Oh. You you, you didn't have to leave. You you could pay one ticket and you and you could be late. Mid, mid movie, you could sit there, mid of the movie, and then start again. Just don't own leave, start again, and then leave whatever. And uh, that was that was a, that was a possibility back then. Um, not anymore, of course. But uh, yeah. Okay. Um, then, are there any new jobs in Korea or in Spain, or there might be some jobs in common? But what else? Uh, pfft, I, I had a hard time finding this because I guess for me or for you guys, it's quite usual to see like, okay, you say YouTuber, right? And it's, of course, it's so common that yes, people live full time as a YouTuber now. Um, 
I, I don't know exactly. I remember that we talked about uh, eSports in episode, back in episode 17. Go watch that. Um, where people, you know, get a full-time job playing playing games, right? Which is in Korea, of course, and in Spain as well. Um, but yeah, I couldn't think of any like new, new, new jobs uh, top of my head. Maybe in South Korea, with the uh, emerging of influencer, there are also the digital undertaker. It's the maybe the pre- interpretation can be different in the other country. Uh, it can be digital material remover. The at the request of a customer, they delete the records left on the internet during his lifetime. You know. Uh, somebody wants to delete after they have passed away or even though they are still uh, living their life, they want to remove their past the, about their uh, own their intention or that somebody uploaded their rumor or the fact, whatever they want, uh, they remove the digital material. And how, how well does that work? Because, you know, once you post something on the internet, it's very hard to remove, right? Yeah, so that's quite... The, <clears throat> that will depend on the specialty of the digital undertaker. I mean, mm. I mean, some if someone is really good at the digital undertaker, like the, the, on their job, then they can remove quite everything. Uh, most of the, as you mentioned, cannot remove at all because, you know, in the internet side, especially uh, illegal porn, mm. they mm. cannot remove most mm. of the time. They, but they can make hard for op- making uh, other internet copy. Them. Fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a complicated one. I remember that uh, in the EU, there's this thing, I think it's called Right to be Forgotten. It's like some sort of law mm-hmm. that they passed right here forget. where you can request things to Google. You, you couldn't in the past. You could, you could not ask them to remove stuff. But now it seems like you can rem- ask for that. But I'm guessing the process is very complicated and, and, and difficult. And, and in the end, it, uh, probably it's easier to remove from Google, but then anybody can host a website and anybody can do that. So it's it's very challenging. So, mm-hmm. so kids, be careful what, what you post on the internet. <laughs> And we have also in uh, in the every in the every world we have also SNS specialist, which can make PR and marketing for the SNS. SNS uh, uh, isn't that like the Instagram channel in Korea? Facebook, no, no, no. social media, social media. <laughs> SNS what is, so, SNS ah, means social media in so, Korea? Social social network service. Social network service seems like a sport service. Okay, got it. <laughs> social network service. Yeah, in Korea we use it the same as uh, social media. Mm. Yeah, of course here as well, right? I mean, uh, I how how do they call it here in the, in the social media manager? They call it here mm. the the role in a company it's where they they handle Twitter and Instagram and all those things. Yeah, social media manager. It's true. It's a new one here as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think when we talk about the new jobs, it's actually a little bit difficult to pick some unique jobs that on, on, that only exist in Spain or only exist in Korea. But when we move on to some interesting or unique jobs, I think this is the moment that we can mention and talk about some interesting uh, occupations that only exist in each other's country. 
uh, could you first uh, boast some of the jobs that only exist in Spain, Ricard? You asked me this a few days ago, and, it, and it's very hard. I, I, I really, really couldn't think of new jobs or unique jobs. I'm in that we only have in Spain because, as you're saying, new things are very digital and very internet thing, and of course, it happens on, on all countries, right? Um, I was trying also to Google like old stuff from towns and and like probably there's there's stuff in you know countrysides, but I, I couldn't really think of or find anything that's only Spain specific. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, really? So then, Mingi, now it's our time to, uh, <laughs> to show shine. off some uh, of the jobs of that okay, okay. only in Korea. So I have to, you have to, so we have plenty of time. <laughs> okay. The first thing is the interpretation is quite awkward, but you, <laughs> chicken sexer or chicken tester. Have you ever heard? Is this your own term or no, did you no, actually no, 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 use no, no, the I, official I'm, term? I, I used it from the Google, you know. Okay, okay. I accept. At the very first time, I, I used a different language, but, but yeah, okay. So this is, you might have seen this one from the movie Minari, maybe, the occupation. It's on my to-do list. No, I haven't mm -hmm. seen that. So this is the professional job that literally selects the sex of chicks, the baby chicken, you know. Uh, I, what I've heard from when I was young is it's really hard to test their gen, uh, gender sex. So uh, it should be a, uh, per an hour, we should test the 700 chicks. And the accuracy needs to be 98%. So, and I, what I've heard is Korean is especially really good at this one. So in other country, uh, especially in the US, there were so many Koreans that are dedicated to this job. Oh, wow. Okay, because I was going to say that I'm sure 100% <laughs> that you have this role in Spain. I'm for sure that there will be farms and you will have chicken testers. But I didn't know that you guys sent specialists from South Korea to other countries to, to help with this uh, difficult task. Mm -hmm. So good. That's quite like typical... Uh, typical, like in the 1980s in the US. Do you know anybody who is a chicken? I uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and, and another thing is bathing management. It's really hard to interpret. The, uh, bathing in Korea, management sounds very, I mean, gentle and official. <laughs> <laughs> in, in South Korea, we are saying, Temiri. Whatever, because we have a special culture. You might know that we have a bad, bad culture with the scrub of the dead skin. You've heard. Look at his yeah. face. <laughs> no, I mean I, I, I know the concept. I know what uh -huh. the, the the whole the saunas and the public mm -hmm. baths. Yes. But you know, but having this role of peeling off that skin of another person. Uh, doesn't seem too appealing to me. It's quite <laughs> emotional because when we are young, emotional like, father or uh, with the father we go to public sauna and father make us uh, make us what can I say scrub of that skin. Or if pa if father cannot go together, then my mother asked to the public sauna that somebody needs to help. 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me, let me process <laughs> the information. Uh, me, this is not, this is really normal. This is quite. <laughs> I know, but it's not for me. So I, I, I need time to process. So okay, okay. you would go with your father to the public bath, and he would ask you, a uh, kid, to wrap his back to peel <laughs> off his dead skin. And vice versa too. It's really emotional thing. Oh, but uh, a young you kid watch. doesn't have dead skin. Uh, <laughs> a kid is just you know. Perfect, perfect. Okay, I see, I see, I see, I see. And now you could also go there and just pay somebody to do it for you, right? Exactly. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. Um, this is still happens? Is it still, there are still people to do that? Okay. And how, how you, you need to picture this to the listeners, right? Because it's, it's hard if you haven't gone there. Uh, but where do you actually get your skin removed? Is it on the same in the same room of the other people or do you go to a private room and you do it like a massage or how, how does it work there is a specific bed only for the purpose so mm -hmm. people li lie there and those specialists come there to scrub their skin okay so it's in, in, it's a, it's inside a multiple the bath, inside mm -hmm. the bath. I got it got and, it in the corner in the corner um how do you do that like do you, do you ring your one there and you just throw them money or or how do you request service Maybe Nowadays, bank transfer is possible. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. So, so public baths in, in South Korea, you have to be fully naked. There, there's no no swim trucks. Um, so you go there naked, but you have your credit card with you, and then you swipe it on on the men. When you go out, then you, you, you pay then. Ah, okay, okay. So you go in, you request a service, and when you exit the public bath, you say, I had one, one scrubbing, and then they charge you for it. Yeah, yeah. Please don't worry about your your bill getting <laughs> wet. Mm, got it, got it, got it. So if this were, 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 were Spain, because when you know in Spain, everybody, everybody cheats, and we are a bunch of thieves, you would request the, the scrubbing, but then you wouldn't pay. You would just go out and oh. say, look, I didn't have any scrubbing. But, you know, but yeah, because how, how would they check? If it's, it's another room, it's another floor... You do change, and then when you exit, oh no, I didn't scrub myself. So mm -hmm. you gotta find a way to to not have Spain's cheat that. So Sp Spaniards don't go there, and <laughs> if you go there, be Korean and pay for the service. <laughs> and it's your time, Jason. Yeah, and actually, I I saw that this job exists ex exists, but it's already like ten years ago when I saw this on some TV program that uh, in Korea, there's this island, there's a very well-known island called Jeju Island. And they are actually very well-known for their um, very distinct dialect. So they have their own uh, Jeju dialect interpreter working in some uh, government official offices and uh, stations to, uh, I don't know, to I mean, to receive some request from the locals. Interesting. Uh, for, uh, mm, I think like the accent in Jeju or dialect in Jeju is very much different from all the other accents in Korea, all the other dialects. It's actually, I can even say that it's more different, uh, more different than the difference between Italian and Spanish. Way more wow. different. Yeah, okay. I, agree. I agree. But still, they are the same language. I mean, what, what we speak in Seoul, what they speak in Jeju, they're the same. But anyhow, they 
they run. But you could not understand that if, if you went now and met somebody from Jeju Do and, and they would speak to you in full dialect, would you understand anything? Less than ten percent, I guess. Less 10%. Ten percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, this is actually uh, something that the government is trying to protect as a tradition. Yeah, yeah. It, mm -hmm. You can just think of the local language in uh, Wales or Ireland. It's the mm -hmm, same. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are only mm -hmm. preserved for the cultural uh, value, not for the actual, um, how to say, actual usage. No, totally. So, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. And I, I really, yeah. this is a part of the culture and it should be definitely kept. But it's interesting that, that it's so different because usually here you, you got, of course, Catalan dialects you have, right? And in, in the islands or whatever. And sure, there are small words that you don't understand because um, you're not used to or you tell it differently. But the, the, the general sense of a sentence, you get it. I mean, it's just, you know, yes, I was there and I did whatever. And then word you don't understand. But saying that you don't get most of the sentences, that's really, it's a tough one. It's cool. Yeah, I can't, I can't even say that it's like, uh, I just forgot the forgot the word. What do you speak in Basque? Um, Basque? Or yeah. I, I mean, euskera, yes. In, in, yeah, euskera, in, in, euskera. In, in, yeah, just mm -hmm. think, you can just think of euskera, but it's still, it, it being Spanish, it's what it is in Jeju. It's in, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, it's, wow. Yeah, so That's they, cool. yeah, they have their own interpreter. And yeah, and I even, I even saw a very special person. I mean, for your information, I did an internship in one uh, internet, internet uh, journal agency and there i had a chance to have a, have a interview with a full-time arm wrestler who's doing it for his oh, full-time job that's interesting. yeah but how, how does it work how are you a full-time wrestler arm sorry, not wrestler arm wrestler <laughs> arm wrestler yeah uh as far as i remember there is not any professional league or uh, professional um tournament but there are like many tournaments but amateur tournaments all the time but with the prize money, he can live his own, uh, he can live off. But still, I remember that he uh, he had to do his own YouTube channel as well to uh, get some extra Promotion earning. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But anyhow, he, he told me that he's, he's the only person in Korea who's doing it for his wow. job. Yeah. Mm. So interesting. I mean... And but oh, wow, that's that's so cool. That's so cool. I mean, I, I at some point he will have to stop doing it, no? Because I mean, you get older, he will lose power yeah, yeah. or whatever. But uh, yep. it's a the short term job, but uh, it's cool, full time. I like yep. it. But uh, in detail, he told me that uh, compared to other sports, the the power of humans' arm don't get decreased that fast. Ah. So even though so. Okay. Even the people in fifties or sixties can maintain their strength oh, nice. if, if they train enough. Yeah, that's what nice. he told me. Cool. That that's awesome. I I don't know any arm wrestlers, but uh, but we should definitely check out the underground uh, tournaments in Seoul and and <laughs> see. Yeah, next time. Yeah, and let's talk about some of the uh, expectation or. Um, forecast that you guys have uh, in regard to the jobs in our society? Mingi? Mm, uh, I'm quite 
pessimistic about the future Ooh. or I think we can, we should have changed our concept of the job because I'm expecting that there will be fewer jobs in the future than are today because due to the development of AI and the machines, many occupations will disappear, I think, or replaced we will be replaced by AI, such as doctor too, nowadays. Mark cashiers and telephone counselors are already being disappeared, I think. In Korea, it's like, no, not in Korea. Uh, Amazon have Amazon Go, which can remove all of the Mark cashier. And I have what doctor said, and he said to me, there will be really fewer doctor because of the AI. Uh, they, uh, the robots are already are better surgeons and they have better surgeries. So it might be the time, it might be coming that the time of changing our concept of job. Uh, in the past, we think that everybody should have our own job for their own life, for their own characteristic or something. But uh, there will be more. There will be fewer job and fewer job opportunities. Then, uh, yeah. Then the concept of job should be changing as for pleasure or the other thing. Yeah, I think I also saw the article with a similar story that um, in the future, some of the jobs that we currently consider as some advanced jobs might be totally substituted by robots or computers. For for example, like accountants or doctors, as just you mentioned, but Lawyer. some of the <laughs> some some of the jobs that are more uh, focused on uh, artistic parts, artistic yes. aspect, might be competitive to the rise of all the AIs or robots. Well, it's funny that you say that because. The things that they're using AI now is to create art and generate dynamic faces, dynamic voices, and like all this, you know, Dali and Mid Journey, all the, all those things that you can try right now. I, I was trying it uh, yesterday, actually. I uh, just give it some prompts, and it generate and it really generates unique art based on on just uh, text, right? So it's funny that you say that you should we we will have more artistic jobs, but then the AI that we're doing right now is just to generate <laughs> art. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you guys, but I think we've seen that uh, for the past, well, no, 20, 30 years, right? I mean, we, we, we've been removing slowly, like, um, non-specialized jobs that now can be done with a machine, you know, industrialized era, and the machines would build cars before it was a person, right? So I think this trend continues, definitely, no no doubt, right? Uh, AI, I'm not super, like, you guys are painting a very, a very bleak future and cyberpunk, Blade Runner. Uh, I think we're a little bit far away from from actually replacing doctors or lawyers with just a machine, um, but it, it will help, right? I mean, at least on my job, like you know, computer science and doing programming, um, I, I'm already taking advantage of, of AI and machine learning, which helps me do stupid stuff, right? I mean, now before I, I would have to maybe just Google stuff or try to come up with um, repetitive tasks, tasks. Now I can just ask the machine and then they do it for me. And then I, I look at the big picture. I look at something that the machine cannot think about, right? I mean, okay, how I want the solution to be. And then the small stuff, maybe the machine can code for me and now saves me time, but still my job is required and your job is required. So in the end, you will need people that understands 
input outputs of those machines and can code the machines and can implement the machines. Like you're saying, uh, Minky, the Amazon Go cash, cashierless, no paymentless. You just mm-hmm. grab something and you exit out of the supermarket. You still need people to prepare those machines and prepare the sensors and prepare the the things. And you will lose the unspecialized job. The, 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 I mean, the classical mm-hmm. job that you would go yeah. there and just learn how to pip 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 and uh, get the money. That job will go away, but you will need people that engineers that that will do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, of course, there there still will be some other people who are gonna be uh, supervising all the operations True. of the machines. Mm. Yeah, AIs. So kids start learning engineering in the future. Yeah. Oh, this, please, it, please, this, kids, it's please it's learn engineering. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay, I think we've pretty much covered every uh, sections that we want to talk about. So yeah. Thank you for uh, listening to the end of this audio, everyone. And please subscribe, alarm. And what else? What else? There's the last thing. Uh, please click likes for us as well. <laughs> click like, like comment, subscribe. Yeah, exactly, comment as exactly. well. We, we're getting used to YouTube. Just as there is a man. So, so okay. guide us. Guide us on, on the YouTube <laughs> career. Yeah. And yeah. Can we mention about our uh, tour as well here? <laughs> yes, yes. Let's promote our tour. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, okay. Ricard, Minky, and I went to Minky's hometown a few months <laughs> ago, and actually, we've recorded a short uh, vlog about it. And I think we're gonna uh, upload one of those episodes very soon. So, please Yay, be interested in finally. that <laughs> video as well. Yes, we'll link it in the description so you can just click there and then watch our, our experience there. Yeah. Subscribe to Mr. Senor Kim's channel. Please <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing your time as always and see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.